Hi, and welcome to the Milk and Coffee Podcast, your coffee break for the ears. My name is Ava, and I want to invite you to slow down, simplify, and explore the art of cozy living with me. This is your invitation to embrace a more nourishing way of being. So grab a cup and get comfortable. I'm so happy you are here. Hey, hey, I'm so happy you're back with me today. Wow, I hope this episode does feel cozy. Well, it may also stir some things up for you. I want to talk about the emotions that make us hold on to our stuff. Now, there are a whole lot of psychological reasons we buy things, and I would love to dive deeper into that as well. But today, I want to focus on why it can hurt so much to let go and why it's worth it to do the work anyways. I hope you are in a comfy environment. This is my um, third episode um, that I'm recording, and I'm slowly but surely getting a little bit more comfortable um, sitting here at my desk with the microphone in front of me. The sun's setting right now. Um, I just put my two boys to sleep, and I'm just loving this healing quiet after a long day of little voices sounding through our home. So I think the reason why simplifying our homes and our lives is so transformative is not because we just take a bunch of stuff to a donation center, but because in order to do that, we have to dive deep into our inner world of emotions and attachments. Decluttering and then living a more simple life in an economy that is built on consumption and a society that values possessions above everything and sees material things as a measure for success is a small revolution. The message more is better has been fed to you all your life, whether you are aware of it or it just happens subconsciously. So forgive yourself for the clutter that you have accumulated. How wonderful that you're here today and open to explore why it feels hard to get rid of some things, even though they may no longer serve a purpose. Most likely, your fear of letting go is rooted in emotions, memories, and even your sense of identity. Learning to understand our emotional triggers and acknowledging the emotions behind our clutter can free us from an environment that makes us feel overwhelmed, stressed, or even anxious. Taking the time to reflect on why we hold on to certain things leads us to develop a healthier relationship with our possessions to distinguish between what is bringing us joy and what we have been conditioned to believe is valuable. That is truly liberating. Two major reasons we hold on to things have to do with the fact that we have such a hard time living in the present moment. Our minds are constantly racing back and forth between thoughts of an uncertain future outcome and our past experiences and memories. I would like to explore this obsession with controlling the future first. I believe it is very triggering to most of us. Um, I would like to call this first emotional clutter trap scarcity. The fact that we simply cannot know what will happen in the future, whether it's a day from now or several years or even decades down the road, is truly unnerving. You may find that you project your fears surrounding your lack of control onto material items. You may believe that resources or opportunities may become scarce in the future, so you hold on to possessions as a form of insurance, as a potential solution to a problem that you simply cannot predict at this point in time. The fear of the future may manifest in a sort of just-in-case mentality for you. 
Have you ever held on to something because it may be needed one day, even if you haven't used it in years? The just-in-case mindset can easily lead to cluttering up our living spaces and making it harder to find what we truly need in the presence. A study conducted by a British insurance company found that on average, we spend about 10 minutes a day searching for items. That is 3,680 minutes a year. Is that how we want to spend this one precious life? In the face of fear of scarcity, we tend to overemphasize the importance of the value of certain items. We believe that letting go could lead to regret or even missed opportunities. You also may be struggling with your money story. The beliefs around financial stability you have collected in your life that now influence your relationship with money. The sentence or the thought, but I I paid for this or this costs so much money, keeps so many of us from letting go of something, even if it no longer serves us. We hold on to things that we do not need anymore or we do not want or we do not use because we have paid for it in the past. And yes, thinking about the money, that money spent stings. You spent your precious lifetime making the money to pay for these items. But I would encourage you to look at it this way. Storing, cleaning, organizing, and rearranging this unwanted or unused item also costs you. It costs you more of your time. So I would like to invite you to set yourself free from that feeling, let go of the things, and just focus on healing your money story and your relationship to purchasing to avoid having to go through the same emotions in the future. A few questions you could ask yourself is, is this item useful to me now? Is this item bringing me joy today? Is this item generally necessary for where I'm at in my life? Do I require this item to live a fulfilling life now? Does this item create space for what truly matters to me? The next thing I want to talk about is sentiment, nostalgia, those feelings that keep us stuck in our past. Now, are you tightly holding on to stuff simply because they remind you of a good moment in your life? I want you to wholeheartedly keep that moment and that memory safely tucked away in your heart space. But maybe we don't need an old trophy or a gift from an ex or grandma's cabinet to remind you or remind us of the the love, the happiness, and the significance of a moment. Is the memory of your vacation in Sicily less worthy if you didn't purchase a trinket to remind you of it? I don't think so. Are you worried that you're going to lose your memories of that beautiful trip? Or maybe are you even like deeper down worried that your best days are already behind you? I invite you to let go to hold these memories tight, but to be here in your presence and make today as beautiful as you possibly can. All we ever have truly is today. Remind yourself that you do not cherish a memory less because you let go of stuff. Remind yourself that releasing an item does not mean you love someone less. Let go because you are already carrying it with you 
in your heart. The third emotional trigger I want to bring up is belonging. Now, we all want to belong. In fact, we have an intrinsic need to belong. We all need the feeling of security and comfort. Things, material objects, can provide a sense of stability, a sense of familiarity. They create a sort of physical and emotional barrier between us and the outside world. The sameness of our stuff can actually also make us feel like we belong if we own more or less the same things like everyone else in our family or neighborhood. But let's not fool ourselves. True belonging has nothing to do with material possessions. As the wonderful Brené Brown writes, true belonging is not something you negotiate externally. It's what you carry in your heart. It's finding the sacredness in being a part of something. Being part of something bigger, but also having the courage to stand alone and to belong to yourself above all else. I invite you to explore where and when you feel a sense of belonging and whether or not it has anything to do with the excess stuff in your house. I would argue that if you let go of what you thought you should own and only keep what truly enhances your everyday your home will naturally make you feel like you and the people in it belong. Similarly to belonging, another emotional clutter trap is our sense of identity. We often attach our sense of self to the objects we own, using them to define who we are or who we aspire to be. Ideally, the things we own reflect our personal tastes and interests, From the clothes we wear to the furniture we own, these choices become an outward expression of our individuality and help us communicate who we are to others, and that can be very beautiful. The shadow side is that we may hold on to things because of social comparison. We may have a hard time letting go of stuff because we feel it aligns ourselves with a particular social group or demonstrate our achievements. I think this is significantly enhanced these days because all the time spent on social media. We fall into comparison traps and we box ourselves in. I can say from my own experience that I have bought toys or certain children's books because they seem to keep me rooted in my sort of natural mama Waldorfy persona. But later it turned out that some of these things simply didn't work for our family or maybe the books were not enjoyable for me to read out loud to my children. We also often hold on to things because they represent who we want to be or feel like we should be. I think a common example is buying all sorts of workout wear and workout equipment long before we have even established a sustainable, supportive movement routine. I, for one, used to have a huge basket with expensive yarn, like beautiful apaca wool and knitting needles in all sizes for when the time comes that I will be a passionate knitter. However, not only do I have a truly hard time actually learning to knit, I'm really not gifted, but also knitting will never be my priority. I realize that I will always rather find time to write and read and take photographs and paint or even just go on a walk. And so I finally let it go because the truth is I am not a knitter and that is okay. The important thing to take away is that our true essence goes way beyond any material belongings. Our values, beliefs, passions, and relationships, and histories form the core of our identity. 
detaching our sense of self from stuff and focusing instead on the intangible aspect of who we are will almost certainly leave us more authentic and fulfilled. So some questions I invite yourself to ask for this clutter trap is, which items in my home do I hold on to because of a fantasy self or an overemphasis on identity? Ask yourself, who am I at my core? What am I truly passionate about? If money didn't matter and time was abundant, what would I actually like to do with my time? We may also find ourselves stuck in avoidance. We may have tons of old paperwork or boxes of old things we no longer use in our garages or storage spaces simply because we avoid to make the time to deal with it. It is so frustrating having to dedicate a weekend um, or evenings to a task like that. But just think about how freeing it will feel to just finally get it done. I think the lesson is to just stop accumulating more so that we don't have to feel time poor like that again in the future. I also want to consider that maybe we attach our worth to our things Do you own items that you don't use because you're waiting for a special occasion? Like my nice dress I'll only wear on this day or on this occasion, I'll bring out the good china or the expensive candles. What are you waiting for? You are worthy to use the finest of things in your home on yourself and your family today. Lastly, we may be stuck with objects because of a feeling of guilt. And I would argue that what that means is that you're holding on to other people's stuff. Like inherited clothing you never liked, gifts you never needed, and and you feel you cannot release because it feels like being ungrateful or disrespectful. I encourage you to let them go anyways. I think in the future, I would love to do a whole episode on how to deal with unwanted items entering your home. So let me know if that's something you are interested in. I would like to wrap up this episode with this thought. What is enough for you? The feeling of enough is a liberating place. It is honest, self-reflective, and trusting. It is also where gratitude lives. Beyond of what is enough for us individually, stuff really won't have the same fulfillment. Things can be so wonderful until that point of enoughness. Anything beyond enough is clutter. It's the excess that doesn't serve you, that drains you, that drains your money, and that keeps you from living your best life. Letting go of stuff can feel like deprivation or lack, but as Vicki Brown writes, Enough is a wide and stable plateau. It is a place of alertness, creativity, and freedom. From this place, being suffocated under a mountain of clutter that must be stored, cleaned, moved, gotten rid of, and paid for on time is a faith worse than dearth. Thank you so much for being here today. I know hearing some of these things can feel hard, and I'll be sure to be back next week with a more lighthearted episode. But in the meantime, I would love it if you could subscribe and share and review and and like and tell people about this podcast because growing this podcast and reaching more people with my message to slow down 
and find joy and meaning in a simpler, more balanced lifestyle is a community effort, and I'd be so grateful to have your support. I invite you to check out my Substack community that is the other half of this podcast where I write um, newsletters and provide additional tools, bonus materials, and information, and also want to get into the habit of hosting community virtual coffee breaks and breathwork sessions. I will link it in the show notes. Supporting my Substack really is the best way to keep this podcast ad-free and lets me be very selective if and when I do work with sponsors. I feel getting heavy into advertisements and affiliate work is counterculture to my message. So my Substack is my alternative way of supporting my work and keep it going. So much love goes out to you today. I hope it's a beautiful day for you. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope that this episode left you inspired to seek a slower, more intentional life. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave me a review, let me know where you like to listen to my podcast, or write to me. And most importantly, tell all your friends about Milk and Coffee. For more nourishing lifestyle inspiration, supportive mindset shifts, and all the coziness, follow me on Instagram at ava.maria.smith and subscribe to my Substack called Milk and Coffee. Or go to my webpage, www.avamariasmith.com. I would love to talk more. Remember, slow living is a journey and I'm here for you. Take a deep breath now and seek the beauty of this day. How lucky are we to be alive?